Welcome to No No Ordinary Ordinary Women, Women. the podcast where two ordinary broads, one sick and one healthy, talk about extraordinary women, (laughs) the good, the bad, and the the bad shit crazy. crazy. (laughs) You totally messed me up. I have to concentrate so hard to do that. I can't believe I said it without fucking. I know. Up. <laughs> it's like I rolled right with it. That's what happened. And I was when like, ignore her, system. ignore her. <laughs> I'm healthy now. She's healthy now. I'm glad you're healthy. Thank you. Yeah, we were we were trying to figure out how we were going to tape this episode and tape record. record. Sorry, Grandma. I'm an '80s baby. Well, actually, you're not I'm a '60s. I'm a '60s baby. <laughs> you're an '80s um, baby. But yeah, so we were trying to figure out, and we just decided it was not worth it. She was really sick, and Rose does all the editing, so I didn't want her to have to do that either while she was sick. Yeah, so. and I wasn't going to do that. So yeah, so here we are. We're back. We're back. And guess what we're doing? So we're uh, doing a double record this week. So we can do two episodes because next week we're going on a girls' trip. Rose is taking me to the. Finally, <laughs> even though we didn't get 50 reviews, we didn't get 50 reviews. So if you haven't reviewed us yet, review us now. And somebody gave us a one star review. What was that about? I don't know. That was very weird. They didn't. They probably were jealous of our beauty. It's probably a man, and we said something about men. Well, we always talk shit about men, so they're oh, probably it like, could have been oh. somebody that was. Oh, they're awful, right, and they didn't like something. Oh, that. About. Yeah, there's lots of reasons to hate <laughs> us about the tree stump. <laughs> Crump the stump. <laughs> I listened to, um, did you listen to I've Had It Today? Oh my God. I fucking almost died. I laughed so no, no, hard. No, no. Listen to the one today where she talked about the sausage. Isn't that what you were talking about? Yeah, that was from Tuesday. Oh. I did listen do to that one today too. they do two a week? Yeah, they do Tuesday and Thursday. Holy shit. I wonder why I always feel like there's always a new episode. And when I... Pumps is a lawyer and Jen is a, Jennifer is a interior designer. So it's not Maybe like. Maybe they do both episodes and. At one time. Oh, it's possible, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she, uh, oh my God, I was hysterical laughing. When they read, like, comments from the Nextdoor app. Oh, I know, it's so funny. Oh my God. I don't, I I had to delete that app. I could not believe how fucking Oh, I got one today that I was going to send to you. People are so mean. I know. I don't get it. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, I can't. I can't be a part of this. I don't know why people are so mean. The app. And um, it is good for finding out, like, information yeah. for sure. But I couldn't deal with that. Oh, it, no, it's not next door. I get the ring alerts. Like, ring, you can, there's, like, a ring community. Yeah. I, I and was, if you have that on your phone, it yeah, sends I, me alerts for some reason. I have the... I have the community thing for I have a blink, but there's still the community. Oh, really? Thing. Yeah. I, but I, oh my God, they made me laugh so. There's one about a woman who walks, who walks her um, like iguana or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they call her iguana lady and she and was pissed her, off. Her iguana's name is Dick Cheney or something. Oh, was like it? I didn't even hear. <laughs> and I just want to walk Dick Cheney around the neighborhood and people harass me and call me names. <laughs> Like what the fuck? They call her Iguana Lady, which she is she goes, Iguana I will, Lady. I will call the authorities next time, and I'm like, "What are you going to say? Someone called me a name?" Like, <laughs> oh, I want to tell you about our cocktail of the week. Ding dong. So today, you guys, guess what we had or having? What? Barrazos margaritas. Finally, are they the skinny margaritas? Yeah, Rose ordered. Yeah, skinny margar, skinny jalapeno margaritas. Thank you, Brazos. We love you. Yes, super yummy, delicious, yum yum. And we had chips and guac while we chit chatted for an hour before we got started. So, today, Rose, I'm going to tell you about Countess Elizabeth Batroy. Oh, I don't know that name at all. 
she was a Hungarian noblewoman and a reputed, reputed serial killer of hundreds of young women in the 16th <gasps> and 17th centuries. I have, I do know, like, I don't know anything about her, but I've come across this name. And, and you I said was you like, were going to do a story yeah, on her, but and it I grossed did it. you out. Yeah. And I'm telling you, so while Rose was sick, I was, I don't, uh, probably just sick in the head, y'all. I was not feeling well for like two weeks. And I... Sympathy pains. I, it was sympathy pains, I'm sure. But I just was, like, not feeling good. And I was doing this story. And part of the, my not feeling good was my stomach didn't feel right. And I was working on this. And it was making me so nauseous. So oh, really? So just a heads it really... up. It's really gross. And it's about this, this countess who was a serial killer back in the 1600s, 1700s. Ugh. So it's really gross. Great. Graphic and gross, and so I'm it, usually okay if it's like that far back. No, it's pretty gross. But if you feel like it <laughs> like might be I too need much to leave, you, I can leave. Yeah, <laughs> you can't leave. But um, if you know, you can skip it if you want, you guys. But um, still, give us a five star rating, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so stories of her sadism and brutality quickly became a part of national folk- folklore. <laughs> Is that when you like That's when spoon you lore the, and folklore? Yeah, yeah. Spoon lore and for, folklore. Folklore. <laughs> anyway, national folklore. Her infamy earning the nickname the Blood Countess or Countess Dracula. Oh. She was compared to Dracula. Elizabeth. She sounds worse. Yeah, she's crazy. She was born in 1560 in Hungary into the Transylvanian branch of the power and wealthy Bathroy family. Oh my God, that's because she was from Transylvania. It's, it's actually, I, I say it Bathroy, and I'm probably going to mispronounce it. It's Bathroy. Bathroy. Bat, like B A C K? Like B A T T O R Y. Bathroy. Oh, Bathroy. Okay. Uh, which dominated the eastern regions of the Holy Roman Empire, which is today Hungary, Slovakia, Czechsa. I, I don't, I don't know where that is. Australia. I'm sorry, Austria, Romania. Roman. <laughs> oh my God! Going to be one of them nights. Austria, Romania, Germany, and Poland. She was born at her family estate in Nierbatar. Nierbatar. Batar. Nierbatar. Butter. Near, near, near butter. Anyway, I have it. I have it written near her butt. Near her butter. <laughs> she was born at her family estate in near butter, and spent her childhood at Ext Castle, and it's spelled E C S E D, but it's pronounced Ext. Her family was very distinguished, which included kings, cardinals, knights, and judges. Ooh. Her father was Baron George the Fifth. Batroy, brother of the ruler of Transylvania, Andrew Bonaventura Batroy. Her mother was Baroness Anna Batroy, daughter of another ruler of Transylvania. She was also the niece of Stephen Batroy, the king of Poland and the Grand Duke of Lithuania and the prince of Transylvania. So she had some serious, like, she had some serious, like, genes. That's what Charlotte used to call Pennsylvania. What? Transylvania. Transylvania. I didn't even know there was a real Transylvania. Surviving paintings of Countess Elizabeth in her youth depicted a gorgeous woman with her hair pushed back from a high, intelligent-looking brow, smoky almond-shaped eyes, and sensually pouty lips. Her mouth curled savagely as her expression in gloomy and grumpy, implying anger, 
her, her expression was gloomy and grumpy, implying anger behind it. Ooh. As a I toddler. Feel like that's like me. Yeah, it is like you. It's like RBF, yeah. As a toddler, she had several seizures that were thought to be called caused by epilepsy. And I wonder if the seizures, like, caused brain damage. Why? Oh, because she killed people? Yeah, because... Well, I thought she made because she had RBF. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> no. Some of us just have it, Lynn. Okay, okay. <laughs> We're just born that way. You can't all just look as beautiful and smiley as me. <laughs> At the time, symptoms relating to epilepsy were diagnosed as falling sickness. It makes sense. Yeah, because you fall, you fall yeah. yeah. And treatments included rubbing blood of a non-sufferer on the lips of an epileptic or giving the epileptic a mixture of non-sufferer's blood Ooh. and a piece of skull as their episode ended. Like you have the, how do you, what do you do with the skull? A piece of skull. Like you, I don't know. It doesn't whose say. Whose skull? What? I, it, does, it just doesn't <laughs> say. It just said a piece of skull. Whose blood and skull are you taking? I guess that they save it. What the fuck? They have a, they and have how a, are you getting blood? They have a skull dispensary, and they go up, and you have to knock on the door three times. Can we have some blood in a skull? Somebody's having a seizure. <laughs> Very weird, but anyway. Um, her family tree also featured some seriously disturbed relatives. One of her uncles taught her about Satanism, oh. while one of her aunts taught her about sadiomasochism. I'm like, that? wow, that's a great aunt. I don't even teach my nieces about that stuff. What is Come that? Come on, man. Huh? What is that? It's like... Physical stuff. Sadium, 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 what is I it? I said it fine. Physical now I what? Can't huh? Physical what? Like, like sadiomasochism ma- is like, um, like hurting like jacking people. Jacking off? For, Why are you making that? No, it's like hurting people for pleasure. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Like BDSM? Is that the same thing? Pathological tendency or sexual practice characterized by both sadism and masochism. The derivative, the derivation, derivation, oh my God, I can't say that word, of sexual gratification from the infliction of physical pain. Yeah, physical pain and humility. Okay, that's what I thought. At the age of 13, before her first marriage, Batroy allegedly gave birth to a child. The child said, was said to have been fathered by a peasant boy oh. and, and was supposedly kept hidden in the castle and out of the public eye. Well, at least you kept that. Yeah. She was married by arrangement at the age of 15 in 1575. And by kept it, I mean, like, didn't, like, throw it out on the street to yeah. kill it. I don't no, no, mean, no. like, didn't have well, an no. abortion. Well, no, there is, there is, a, there is, like, I, I read several, obviously, several articles about this. And one says that they were, the baby was given to a townsperson who raised it. Yeah. But... Several of the others said that it was kept in the castle. Yeah. So my story is like that too. Yeah. So I just went with whatever yeah. one I wanted to. So, <laughs> so sounds better. She was married to a wealthy Hungarian count, Ferenc Nadasse. Mm-hmm. Nadasse. I know him. Five years her senior, approximately. Guess how many guests were at their wedding, Rose? Three thousand. Guess how many guests were invited? Three thousand. No. Two hundred. No. One hundred. No. Seventy-five hundred. No. Three million. No. One trillion. (laughs) 
I'm going to make you guess for the whole hour. <laughs> guess it down to the exact number. Approximately 4,500 guests were invited to their wedding. Oh, wow. Your wedding was, I was crap, pretty, Rose. I was pretty close with 3,000. I know. 4,500 guests. Could you I'm imagine? I'm going to have to redo. Oh I don't know 4,500 people. I, I barely know enough to just get... pass out invitations on the downtown mall. <laughs> so the, mari- the marriage was a happy match. The power couple lorded over a vast network of castles, country manor houses, and palaces in Prague and Vienna and other cities. The young couple lived in the Nazde cap- castles in Hungary and Shardivard and Sedeje, uh, in present, which is present-day Slovakia. I don't oh. know why I even tried to pronounce it. I should have just left it out. <laughs> At their country estates and inside the walls of their castles, they had a life and death power over their servants and peasants. Oh. I know. That's Elizabeth was often left alone in charge as her husband was away for years at a time fighting the Turks in the south, where he developed a distinguished reputation as a fierce war- warrior. What? Um, sorry to interrupt again. What year is this supposed to be? So they got married in 1575. So while her husband was away on his frequent trips, she was, it was very well known that she ran the estates and took on various lovers. Of course she did. She had needs. I mean, years. Like Like he wasn't taking on lovers. Oh, I'm sure he was, but... But men I mean, can do course. that, Rose. Yeah, I mean, can't. it wouldn't be mentioned if Rose, it was a man. It's not proper for a woman to do that. I take on many lovers. They need to protect their vagine. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking about the box of chocolate chip cookies in the pantry. <laughs> that is my main lover. That is my, my lover, too. My lover is the cashews and the chocolate chips in my pantry because mm. that's what I eat for a snack when I'm wanting something sweet. That's disgusting. Sweet? Cashews and peanuts? No, What'd you say? I said chocolate chips. Oh, okay. I have a couple chocolate chips. Oh, couple, okay. Yeah, I that's like good. like a small handful of the two of them together. Yeah. It tastes so good together. You so know the, what I had today? A Nutty Buddy. Oh, shut they up. Had a, they have them in our cafe, and I've been, for like a week, I've been oh saying God. no, and then I finally was like, fuck it. I'm getting it. I'm doing it. Oh, it's so good. I only ate half of it. But it was so okay. good. You only ate half of it? Yeah, I'm, ta- I'm not talking about the ice cream. The Nutty Buddy, the wafer cracker things by, like, Little Debbie or whatever. They're, like, oh, peanut those. butter and wafer. Oh, the ice cream thing. I, yeah, I could eat half of that, but I could never eat just half of an ice cream. Yeah, no, I would have finished the yeah. ice cream. But yeah. the Nutty Buddy, only because the, like, calories are, like, yeah. printed big on the side. I love that the I was, like, I better I just to, eat like, one. pull them apart and eat them. Oh, my God, they're, oh, my God, they're so, so good. good. It's, yeah. like, one of my favorite things. Yeah. So to please his wife, oh, my God, to please his wife, her husband reportedly built a torture chamber to her specifications. No. Oh. Mm. Although the count participated in his wife's cruelties, he may have also restrained her impulses because when he died in 1604, she became much worse. So was he doing stuff to her? It didn't say or that. Or was that for other it people? It just said that, that he let her do it. Oh. And didn't, yeah. He died after developing a debilitating pain in his legs, eventually becoming permanently disabled. After her husband's death, rumors of her cruelty began to surface. She was having a harder time keeping it secret. According to the story, beginning as an adolescent, Elizabeth used to use her power to torture to death in the most horrific and sadistic sadistic ways her servants, mostly peasant girls. She started doing this when she was a kid. Oh, my God. Burning their genitals with a candle. 
oh biting God. them to death, <gasps> ripping their mouths open with her own hands, burning them with heated metal rods and rivets, beating them with whips, clubs, or iron bars. Wait, she was biting them to death? She would, like, bite them and rip off their skin. <gasps> Cutting and stabbing, throwing them naked into the snow and pouring freezing water over them. Oh, my God. Pouring boiled water on them and tearing away their skin. Oh, Hauling them up in suspended barrels, spiked inside, and rocking and rolling them while showering and bathing in their blood below. I'm telling you guys, this is fucking She's gross. fucking crazy. Or closing them in a spiked iron maidens, like in a garlic press, to extract their blood. Oh. In the wake of multiple complaints and accusations, when her castle was raided by authorities during the Christmas holidays of 1610, it was reported that mutilated corpses of girls were found strewn in the courtyard and in the basement of the tower. Oh, my God. When the arresting party burst into her chambers, according to legend, she was found sitting on a stool chewing on the mutilated dying body of a girl prostrate before her. That's insane. It's so gross. I'm telling you. Do you my think she was, was, like, abused as a kid or... I don't. There was no nothing I saying know. that. I I wonder if she didn't have like massive brain damage or something. Like people that are normal don't do shit like no, this. No, I mean obviously. So I wonder if she didn't suffer some kind of like permanent brain damage from having seizures. Like hit her head really hard, and I don't know. But what kind of brain damage makes you like do that? To be, I mean, I guess it's possible. I don't know. According to the Budapest City Archives. Batroy's torture included jamming pins and needles under the fingernails of her servant girls. Oh. Stabbing them with scissors or biting off their breasts, faces, and <gasps> limbs and tying them down. Smearing them with honey and leaving them to be attacked by bees and ants. <gasps> That's horrible. really mean. It's horrible. Don't let the kids listen to this one, Rose. <laughs> yeah, I usually let the kids listen. So. <laughs> they love listening. <laughs> Survivors and witnesses reported victims experiencing severe beatings, burning or mutilation of hands, freezing or starving to death, or burned with hot tongs, and then placed in freezing water. They had tongs all the way back then. With the help of her former <laughs> nurse and... <laughs> That's so funny. That is kind of funny. They had tongs. Imagine that. Um, with the help of her former nurse and local witch, Batroy began abducting peasant girls to torture and kill. One unfortunate girl was even forced to cook and eat her own flesh. No. I'd oh be like, just God. fucking kill me. I'm not doing it. No shit. Batroy reported believing that human blood would keep her looking young and healthy. The story goes that she developed this fondness after slapping a female servant enraged and discovered her skin looked younger where the servant's blood had splashed on it. She's like, oh, my God, my skin looks like firmer and younger. Let me try that. She's like, oh, my God, I want this on my whole body. So let's just kill everybody and just hate their blood. Let me clock you and, and see if I, I can get some blood. Good. Good. Bring it on. You think you're you think you're woman enough? Bring it on. I got you right here. I can here. fight you. Just don't spill my fucking margarita. Because <laughs> then I'll really fight back. It'll be a throwdown. There had been earlier accounts of a peasant of peasant women being murdered, but it was not until 1609 that rumors that she had killed noble women attracted attention. Since her family headed the local government, her crimes were ignored until 1609 when King Mathis assigned. Oof, Georg Thororzo, Count Palatine of Hungary, and coincidentally, Batroy's cousin, to investigate the claims. King Mathis's family intervened because Batroy had begun finding victims among the daughters of local nobles. <gasps> yeah. 
On 30th of December, I'm sorry, 1609, Batroy and her servants were arrested under orders by Thurzo. Why were her servants arrested? Because they were helping her. Oh. Between 1610 and 1611, Thurzo took to took depositions from people living in the area surrounding her estate, including the testimony of more than 300 witnesses and survivors. You mean they had to carve that shit in the stone? That's a lot of writing. (laughs) (laughs) Like fucking Fred Flintstone. (laughs) (laughs) Upon collecting testimony from 300 witnesses, Thurzo determined that Batroy had tortured and killed more than 600 victims. The highest number cited was 650. I read one other place, 690. But but so when they the police raided her the first time, what happened? If there's like a bunch of dead bodies, they didn't do anything. No, they said that they were arrested. Everybody was arrested, but she wasn't. But they were that investigating. first time. Yeah, they're oh, yeah. Okay. They, everybody like all the servants and stuff were arrested, and she was being investigated. What but the she, fuck were they arrested? Because they were helping her, but they she wasn't arrested because her family was prominent. Bullshit. However, this number came from a claim by a servant girl that Batroy's court officially had seen the figure in one of her private books. Oh, um, like she was keeping track. Yeah. Ooh. The book never came to light. Nobody ever saw the book again. Batroy's victims were said to have been hidden in a variety of places, but the most common method was to have the bodies secretly buried in church graveyards at night. The stories of Batroy's murders were further verified by physical evidence of mutilated, dying, or dead victims at the time of her arrest. I mean, they found all those bodies, so it's yeah. not like it wasn't happening. In January of 1611, Batroy and her servants were put on trial for 80 counts of murder. Ooh. Three of the servants were executed for being Batroy's accomplices. Batroy herself was never tried. Such bullshit. Despite King Mathis's witches, wit, witches, with wishes, <laughs> which Thur- is bullshit because they wouldn't have done it without her, right? Thur- making them, yeah. Thurz- Thurzo convinced the king that such an act would damage the nobility. Then, oh my God! It's I think your head. nobility is already damaged. Yeah, I think it is. A trial and execution would have caused a public scandal. No. <laughs> like it's not already a scandal yeah, that she's killed she's 600 people? killing people, yeah. <laughs> and led the disgrace of a prominent and influential family that ruled Transylvania. Transylvania. I feel like I, every time I hear Transylvania, every time I, say like, it, I, want to, I want to be like, like, and there's a cartoon. Of, Four beautiful women. I think it's Vampirina that the girls watch or watch sometimes. And it's, they live in Transylvania. Yeah, it's, I, I never They always say it like that. Yeah. So despite the overwhelming evidence and testimony against her, Batroy was saved from execution. The Hungarian authorities ordered that she be walled in for the rest of her life no in shit. a castle apartment with only a small open port for food and in air. In a castle apartment? Well, in her in her family's castle. She was, like, walled in. Well, she should be walled in into the, in the jail. There's no doors. <laughs> right? Well, she was back then, you know, the family's... How'd they feed her? She's walled in. They just... They, there was a, oh, a window like a for air and a hole for food. What about going to the bathroom? I'm sure there was They didn't a, have bathrooms. There was probably just a, a pot in there for her to piss in. But what did she do with it after she pissed it up? Maybe she threw it out the window. But what if she pooped? Maybe she threw that out the window. Maybe she ate it. I don't know. <laughs> she probably did. She probably did. <laughs> it was originally planned for Batroy to be sent to a nunnery. <laughs> Could you imagine? 
But as accounts for her actions spread, they decided to keep her under strict house arrest. Yeah, and no take thanks. Her to a nunnery so she could eat all the nuns. No thanks. <laughs> she obviously likes to eat I mean, women. They're, they're all virgins. And it was like the virgin blood that was what. what oh, yeah. that's what she liked. We actually came very close to never having heard of Elizabeth Batroy because her trial was held in secret in a remote <gasps> Slovakian town in 1611, and her powerful family immediately sealed the records. Oh. They took all those stone with the. <laughs> there were no they newspaper, there were no newspapers or magazines or social media yeah, to right. report on it. None of the ruling families wanted the details of the horrendous charges against their relative released in public scrutiny. Uh, to public scrutiny, nor did they want Elizabeth's estate confiscated by the crown or the crown's debts to her family canceled. So, like, if she would have been arrested, then everything that she owned would have been taken away and her yeah. kids wouldn't have gotten anything. Ooh. According to the testimonies, Batroy's initial targets were serving girls aged between 10 and 14. The daughters of local peasants, these victims, had been lured to the estate by offers to work as maids or servants in the castle. Two court officials claimed that they personally witnessed Batroy torture and kill young servant girls. I can't even oh imagine my God. this. Later, she was said to have killed the daughters of the lesser gentry sent to their sent by their parents to learn courtly etiquette and social advancement. So you send your kid there to learn like proper etiquette and everything, and you're the fucking woman who eats them. But I feel like, how big was this town? Like, wasn't the word spread that like don't send your kid there because she's never going to come back? I don't know, Rose. I don't know how big Transylvania was. I didn't look it up. <laughs> Come on, Lynn. <laughs> Some witnesses told Dorzo of, of relatives who had died while in Batroy's um, gynaceum, which is, I was like, what the fuck is that? It's part of a house in ancient Greek or Roman times reserved for women. Wow. Oh. Um, or, or it could be any building set aside for just women. So the what are they doing there? Gynastrium. I don't know. Abductions were said to have also taken place. Batroy was suspected of having committed many forms of torture on her victims. Survivors and witnesses reported victims experiencing severe beatings, burning, or mutilations of hands, freezing, or starving to death. According to the Budapest City Archives, victims would be covered in honey and live ants and burned with, their, with hot tongs and then placed in freezing water. I said that already. Sorry. Batroy was said to have stuck needles into her victim's lips or body parts, stabbing at them with scissors or biting off their breasts, faces, and limbs. However, stories attesting to her vampiric tendencies were recorded years after her death and some consider folklore. Yeah. Modern historians have claimed that these stories originated from the widespread disbelief that women were not capable of violence for for its own sake. A woman could never do this, Rose. No, women are great. Batroy would stay in prison in the castle for the rest of her life. Good. She was initially buried in the castle church. However, an uproar among the local villagers meant her body was moved to her birth home in Exed. According to the Guinness uh, World Records, Batroy is the most prolific female murderer and the most prolific murderer in the Western world. That's so insane. This is despite the precise number of her victims remaining unknown and debated. Yeah. There's a lot of debate about it. Because it's so long ago. Since her death, she has become a prominent figure in folklore, literature, and music, often compared to Vala, uh, Vlad the Impala of Wichala, a.k.a. the original Dracula. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
The two were separated by more than a century, but had a common reputation for cruelty, brutality, and bloodthirstiness across Eastern Europe. 1817 saw the publishing of witnesses' accounts for the first time showing that the stories of Batroy's blood drinking or bathing were legend rather than fact. Oh. But there's like it's a lot of back and forth. So Yeah. Batroy, and there I feel like there has to be some truth to it. Well, because the family like sealed all the records and were yeah. keeping it hush hush. So how much of it was that and not Yeah. I don't right. know. So Batroy's bloodthirsty reputation coincided with the vampire scares that haunted Europe in the early eighteenth century. Everyone's like, Oh, there's vampires. Like I know. wonder if like the blood stuff is made up because they were like, Oh, she was this crazy woman and you know, back in the day it was like you know, crazy people would drink your blood and stuff like, like that. Anything, but yeah, but maybe the other torture and stuff wasn't. I feel like the blood was the whole reason she was doing it. Uh, I mean, possibly, but she could just be crazy. So it's said in writing, she could it, have been also like sexually abusing them, and nobody would have known. Yeah, that's true. There's not like there was rape kits back yeah. then. It was said in writing his in his 1897 book Dracula, the novelist Bram Stoker. Sorry. You stroker, you brought her. <laughs> Bram Stoker was inspired by the legends of both Bathroy and the original Dracula. Several historians have argued that far from being cruel and barbaric, being a cruel and barbaric killer, Bathroy was in fact merely a victim of a conspiracy. The Hungarian professor uh, Lazilo Negi claimed the accusations and proceedings against Batroy were politically motivated due to her extensive wealth and ownership of large lands in Hungary. So people could have been like, we want to get her stuff, so we're going to say all this. But it's possible that Batroy's wealth and power made her a perceived threat to leaders of Hungary, whose political landscape was overrun with major rivalries at the time. So what they're saying is that, like, she may not have done any of this, and they just said she did and tried her and whatever and killed all these, like, common people, like, you know. You think they killed the death. people? No. Oh, uh, like no. the servants? Yeah, like it was all a made-up story. It could be, too. That. But I feel like that would be, I don't know, quite a thing to make up. Like, well, especially if they killed the servants. Like, they were sentenced to death or something that didn't happen. Well, also, well, they wouldn't care about that. But also, like, wouldn't people in the town, again, know that these girls had gone missing? Like, I mean, they... I don't, yeah, I don't know. The town couldn't have been that big. Well, I don't know, Rose. Why don't you Google how big Transylvania was? In 15... Yeah, 1600? So, she appeared to have supported her nephew, uh, who was the ruler of Transylvania and rival to Hungary. Um, it was not uncommon to accuse a wealthy widow of murder, witchcraft, or sexual misconduct to seize her lands. Oh, Okay. Her bloodthirsty activities have led many to cite her as one of the first vampires in history. Okay, so in in 1700, Transylvania had 800,000 people in it. 800,000. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that was a common thing for them to do, so. Yeah. While her family greedily divided up Elizabeth's property among themselves after her death, the details of her crimes and trial vanished from the public record. So I wonder so if she, they were hiding it because it wasn't true. I don't know. So she ended up dying, and I swear to God, I, I don't know if I cut it and didn't move it to the right place or if I'm going to read it later. But she died when she was 54. Ooh. Like she, she was laying, she told somebody that brought her food that she didn't feel good. 
because yeah. she was dizzy or something. They were like, oh, just lay down. You'll be fine. And the next day she was dead. Well, she was 54. And it can't be healthy to be stuck in a room like that. Yeah. The indictments, trial transcriptions, and judgments were hidden away in closed archives. Her name was forgotten. Elizabeth Batroy would have remained merely an anonymous monster had not a Jesuit scholar, Father Laszlo Taraji, discovered in 1720 the trial records. About you're do, you're one... doing good with the names. Thanks. I, I, did I mean, lot... you're probably doing them wrong, but I, you still sound very confident. Thanks. <laughs> I did a lot of... I did a lot of... Uh, oh, did you? Like, the, the, putting uh, the... Yeah. Um, this afternoon, I did that. Um, discovered in 1720 the trial records about 100 years after her death. He restored the legendary female vampire to human form with a name, identity, and a history, detailed descriptions of her crimes in an ecclesiastical book published only in Latin. Um, in 1796, Michael Wagner, in a book entitled Anthro- Anthropological... <laughs> See, I shouldn't have said you you're doing good. Anthropology. Oh my God. Anthropological philosophy was the first widely publicized, was the first to widely publicize the story of Elizabeth's alleged bathing in blood as a skincare obsession. No. Confirming previous stories that after a chambermaid noted some hairs out of a piece of Elizabeth's hairdo, the countess struck her so hard in the ear that the girl's nose spurted out blood onto Elizabeth's face. That's when she got the blood. I got in the ear? When she wiped the blood away from her face, according to Wagner, she discovered that her skin seemed rejuvenated. From then on, she would bathe her entire body in fresh blood and had some 650 girls murdered for this purpose. This is what this author claimed. Wow. The problem is that when one reads all the other literature on Bathroy, the blood bathing story morphs into different versions and the most common of which states that Elizabeth's handmaiden was struck because she pulled a few strands of the countess's hair while combing it, resulting in her being struck directly in the face and blood from her nose spurted onto the countess's hand, who saw her skin become more translucent and young after wiping it away. So there's several different stories. Yeah, right. Moreover, the girls had to be virgins or of aristocratic origins before Elizabeth would believe in the renewing power of bathing in their blood. Something was not quite right with this story. Nor were the biomechanics of bathing in blood adequately explained considering the tendency of the liquid blood to rapidly coagulate into a chunky, sticky matter not exactly suitable for bathing. You think about it. When blood, as soon as blood comes out of the body, it starts getting, like, sticky. So and not only that, but, like, I mean, you got to drain. Like, how often was she doing this? Was it, I mean, my once-a-month bath? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but you think about, like, when you're sitting in a bathtub of blood, yeah. it's not going to be like water. It's going to be sticky and dry. So then she'd and... probably have to take another bath after that? I don't know. That it was not sweet. until 1983 that they found her alive. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was not until 1983 that we began to get more accurate glimpses of what crimes the blood countess was actually charged with. And the blood bathing became the first myth to fall. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, I almost said unfortunately, but not really. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Nowhere in the trial record was there any mention of bathing in blood. It was local gossip and folklore yeah. picked up by writers in the 18th century and injected into the sordid history. 
But still, like the the likely explanation for how this myth took its root bodes darkly for what Elizabeth was really into. She was thought to have bathed in blood because she was so covered in it after all tor- after torturing all her victim victims. It appeared if she had bathed in it. So there's that. Oh theory, God! Because she was like covered in yeah. blood. Public condemning and complaints of girls going missing in Elizabeth's employ had been coming into the royal authorities for decades. Numerous parents who had sent their daughters to work at Elizabeth's castle lodged official complaints that Countess unsatisfactorily explained their daughters' disappearance, disappearances. While reports of the cruel torture deaths of peasant girls in Elizabeth's employ circulated for years, nobody was overly concerned. I'm like, what? People are missing. What do you mean you're not concerned? Because she's rich. Disciplining one's servants to death was in in the 1600s was perceived as excessively cruel and impolite. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't want to be impolite, Rose. (laughs) But nonetheless, it remained as an aristocrat's prerogative should they choose to do so. Isn't that nice? Yeah. But now reports begin to filter in from other aristocratic families about their daughter's disappearances while in the care of Elizabeth Bathroy. These could not be ignored as easily. Yeah, because they're not poor. It was the Christmas season, and the Countess was celebrating the holiday with her manor house in the town. On the evening of December 29th, one of her servants, a young girl named Doriza, discovered, was discovered stealing a pair. <sighs> Enraged, Elizabeth ordered that the girl be taken to the laundry room, stripped naked, and tied. Elizabeth and her female servants took turns attempting to beat Doriza, to death with a club. Elizabeth was reported to be so soaked in blood that she had to change her clothes. Doriza was a strong girl and did not die in the beating. It was getting late into the night when Elizabeth, tired of beating the girl, had one of the female servants finally stab Doriza to death with a pair of scissors. She's like, oh, I can't kill her. I'm too tired. Like, what the (laughs) fuck? The girl's corpse was dragged out and left by a doorway in a courtyard for for disposal the next morning. She's like, like a bag of trash. Like, just like, oh, yeah. like, like what the fuck? That's so weird. At over almost a pair. Exact, yeah, at, over a pair, right? At it, almost exactly that same moment, after traveling two days from Bratislavalia, Prince Thorzo's raiding party arrived at the house and ordered the servants to stand outside. As the party burst into the courtyard, they immediately came upon the bloody, battered, and still warm body of the murdered girl. A search of the premises revealed the body of two more brutally brutally murdered girls in the manor house. Reportedly, a further search of the castle on the hill revealed numerous decaying bodies hidden at the bottom of the tower, which Reverend Janos had earlier refused to bury. I'm like, oh, my God, it had to smell so fucking bad. Oh, God. She, wore, she wrote in a will, September 1610, in which she left all current and future inheritance possessions to her children. Where was, oh, her husband died, right? Yeah. In the oh, last, she did have children? She had, I said, remember I said she had four more kids. So she had the one baby. The one baby? The baby? The baby? The baby. I must have not been listening because I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> she had the one baby out of wedlock. We talked oh, about yeah, that. Oh, yeah, right. And then she and had then four it, more kids. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I missed the four more kids. Okay. Um... In the last month of 1610, she signed her arrangement in which she distributed the estate's lands possessions among her children. In the evening of 20 August 1614, she complained to her bodyguard that her hands were cold, whereupon he replied, it's nothing, mistress. Just go lay down. 
She went to sleep and was found dead the next morning. So there it is. Good. She died at the age of 54, still imprisoned in the castle. All mention of her name in Hungary was prohibited for the next 100 years, and the memory of her faded behind the midst of vampire and monster legends of Transylvania. Oh, wow. <laughs> Until her identity was rediscovered in 1720. Two new archival sources were discovered in the Hungarian state archives. Um, one source said, dating from um, 1610, four months prior to her arrest, contained 34 affidavits describing Elizabeth Batroy's torture and murder of many girls and virgins, in quotes. So that was in the state archives of Hungary, yeah. A second source is dated July 26, 1611, and it's from the Crown's attempt to retry Elizabeth. In its massive collection of testimony from 224 witnesses attesting to the diabolical impulses of the countess who murdered many innocent virgins of noble and non-noble birth, if indeed... Elizabeth Batroy was addicted to committing sadistic acts of torture since her adolescent years, and 650, 650 victims over a 35-year period works out roughly to a mere 19 victims a year. That's not bad. That's not bad. A little over one a month. Yeah. It's entirely conceivable with the power of life and death she had over her servants to have committed that many murders at that yeah. pace. Whether sadistic power control or sexual lust murder, particularly in her choice of young female victims and her desire to bite them on the shoulder and breast. What makes Batroy unique as a lust hedonist female serial killer is that she continued to perpetrate the murders long after she lost her male partner. In recent history, when female lust serial killers are separated from their male partner after arrest, they frequently testify against the partner, earn less of a severe sentence, and in the notorious cases of Charlene Gallego and Carla, we don't know who this is. We know who Charlene Gallego is, but we don't know who Carla Homo Loca, Homo Lika, Homo, Homo Laka, Homo Laka. In both cases, the women did not reoffend after their release from prison. Yeah, that they know of. And that. Is the disgusting. That's crazy. Horrible story. I wonder how much of it is true. Of Elizabeth Batroy. Batroy. It was gross. It was really, I mean, it was, I started writing it and I was like, oh, I might have to change this. I'm like, you just need to push through. Get it done. <laughs> yeah, Get it yeah, done. Because I couldn't, I, it was so gross. That's rough. But, it was really bad. Like, yeah. I was like, what in the world? And back in those times, people didn't question people of power. Like yeah, they, I know. You know. I mean, it looks like they, I mean, her cousin was the one investigating her. Yeah, you probably knew she was fucking crazy. And they didn't start investigating until it was like well, aristocratic to, kids going missing. Right. Well, you have to also remember her aunt and her uncle were sadists. Yeah. So and you so, wondered, like, that's why I wondered, like, maybe she was abused. Yeah, maybe she was. Because, I mean, if they introduced that. that to her, like, what yeah. aunt or uncle introduced you to that as a kid? Right. So she, yeah. she must have been abused. I, I guarantee she was. I mean, I feel like. Not saying that everyone who's abused does that, but a lot of people who... It really warps your mind. Yeah. It really fucks with your brain. Yeah. So. so That's crazy. You that guys, good. If, good if job, If you like Lynn. that or you hate me now for making you listen to I that. I hate you. Um, yeah. Give us a holla. 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 On social media at No Ordinary Win Pod, on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And on the X, we are No Ord Women Pod. 
Uh, give us a shout out if you'd like, and go and rate us, review us, give us five stars. None Lynn of this has one to get to fifty reviews before on Apple before we I can take her to the beach. Yeah, and that's otherwise next week. the rest of us are going, and we're gonna leave her here. That's not gonna happen, you guys. I'll, I'll go anywhere. <laughs> I know where the key is. <laughs> Until next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.